and Craig Rochelle said really well, he said, all people end up somewhere in life, but a few end up there on purpose. This is the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, episode number eight. Here we go. What's up, everyone? This is Blake and Peter, and welcome back to the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers aspiring leaders to identify, connect to, and advance on the path of leadership. And today, we are going to be talking about goal setting. And that's something that uh, is, it's not new to everybody, but it's newer to me within the last few years. And uh, I know I know you and your wife and your family do a, a big event each year uh, for the next year's goals. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have probably for five or six years um, done some iteration of Michael Hyatt's. And we, we talked a little bit about this on the last episode, but Michael Hyatt's five days to your best year ever, which actually is no longer even out. I just still have it. And so oh, I yeah. do it. Um, but I really, really love it. Um, so it's a, it's instead of doing everything at once, you kind of break it down into five pieces and so you're able to like really look at everything, um, what was, what is, what's to be, right? So yeah. we have for the past probably, yeah, probably four years, my wife and I, what we'll do is the the week of usually of Christmas kind of leading up to the new year, we really like to go through that together. So we will watch the videos, do the work. And it's really looking at like the past and everything um, that kind of led up to that. Mm. So then on Christmas Eve Eve, it's one of our favorite days of the year. Uh, my wife and I will sit down with some wine. We'll turn on the Rat Pack, some Frank Sinatra, some James Dean. That's awesome. And then we will, we will just talk about the past and just what happened this past year. The things uh, that didn't happen the things that we mourned, the things that we celebrated. We'll talk about the highs, the lows, the struggles, because that whole last year meant something. And we want it to, to also mean something for us to go into the next year. So, and, and I maybe talked about that a little backwards. We usually do that as like the kickoff. Then we will go into the five days to the best year ever of planning and going into what will the next year look out, kind of culminating at that final day of New Year's Eve. And um, we're actually looking to bring our kids into it this year. I'm really excited about oh, that's that. Awesome. So where we can help them start to understand the process of goal setting and how to set up uh, SMART goals, which I'm sure we'll talk about here today, uh, but like how to do it well and how to set up that whole process so then they can go and, and do the thing well uh, as well. So yeah, we love doing the annual goal setting. Um, and even today, like this whole time, we're going to talk about this. It's, it is about the person being able to goal set. It mm -hmm. is, it's about yeah. being able to look at your long-term dreams, your short-term dreams, uh, short-term goals, but 
It's also for the leader. What it, why is goal setting matter for a leader? And that's what we're going to dig in today um, because very similar to like New Year's resolutions, right. goal setting is sexy. It's so much fun. It is so like it's not easy uh, to do it well, but it's so easy to just throw it out there and oh, be yeah. like, man, my ideal self will be this. I think we're good at goal dreaming, not necessarily even goal setup. We're good at like visualizing what we want to be. And that's good. That's really good. Um, the problem, and, and I, I don't even think we've talked about this in a while, but the problem is, is your brain actually gets the same dopamine release from saying the thing or saying some dream than actually accomplishing the dream. So it's the same oh, wow. amount of dopamine release. So a lot of times you have people who are dreamers and they let them die because they got that dopamine hit and mm. that was enough for them. Right. Um, but they've not actually accomplished anything. They've not grown. They've not been stretched. They've not really done any action. They've just thought about it and felt the rush from it. That's exactly it. Because goal dreaming, and actually we, we talked about kind of three parts to it, but I really do think there's a fourth. And the first, the fourth would be the first part the goal dreaming, the visualization of what you will be. Next would be the goal setup. Not as easy as you think. Uh, right. We'll dig into this more. The next one's even harder, and that's goal following, like actually doing the thing to make the goal come about. But And, and lastly, and these aren't like at the very end you do this uh, because that's, this is backward, but goal reviewing, which is more of a, a weekly monthly, quarterly, semi-annual cadence where you're looking at the goal, where you're at, what it's going to take to get to these places, because just having gold dreaming just won't do it. And yeah, we used to call these um, splat goals, right? right. That's, that was the thing. Yeah, I remember that, uh, that we should, before we get really intricate and before we get into the nitty gritty, um, yeah, I call them splat goals because it's like taking what your vision is and throwing it on a wall really hard and just seeing what's left. Yeah. And it's just word vomiting what you want to be, not being crazy specific yet, just splat right against the wall. So splat goal, goal dreaming, goal setup, goal following, and goal reviewing. Because, and Craig Rochelle said really well, he said all people end up somewhere in life, but a few end up there on purpose. Oh, and it's awesome. I want to be that. Yeah. I want to be a person who ends up somewhere on purpose. Um, I've got a big uh, framed poster size quote from Abraham Lincoln that every morning when I walk downstairs, I see it. And it just says the best way to predict your future is to create it. So at a high level, that's what goal, like the whole reason why goal setting is important as the person. Okay. Right. Um, it is that we end up somewhere on purpose. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, to build off of Abraham Lincoln's quote, I love that, by the way, to predict your future, you create it. If we're going to create our own future, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want the same future that I've got right now. I want to grow somewhere. I want to go to something. I want to build to somewhere. And without goals, I'm just going to continue to run around aimlessly. I'll probably put a lot of effort in, uh, but I'm not really going to get anywhere. Um, and that growth is, is what should be driving us with these goals as we set them, how are we growing? What are we going to grow to? And I think, 
Um, I, I've heard this quote several times by Les Brown, and I love it. Um, it. It's a constant rebuke to me and reminder. He said, most people fail in life not because they aim too high and miss, mm. but because they aim too low and hit, mm-hmm. right? So as we're looking at, at these gro- as these looking at these goals, we need to, to aim higher yeah. because a lot of times when we bite off something, we're going to take it easy. We're going to set a goal that is fairly attainable. There's no real excitement in that, um, first off. And then secondly, yeah, we're probably going to hit it, but we're not actually growing. We're not stretching ourselves at all. If we can already do it right now, it's kind of pointless. We're not going to really grow. Right. Um, and kind of going back to the other really big reason for this thing too is uh, that Bill Copeland said, uh, the trouble with not having a goal is you can spend your life running up and down the field and never hmm. score. Yeah. And, and we, you know, we talk about this, putting in all this effort to, to attempt to grow, but we have nothing that we're growing towards. We have no target, mm-hmm. right? We're never going to hit a target that's not set up ever. Yeah. It's the whole hamster wheel thing. Oh, it's yeah. just that you can do all that effort running, 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 um, and, and get nowhere. And I don't like, it's always so hard that, um, hard to watch someone who, fully believes that if you just work hard, then that's the end result. Or if you just put in effort, then you'll have success. And I 100% agree that hard work is the way to success. But just for the sake of it being hard work doesn't get you there. There has to be an element of strategy. There has to be an element of direction. I can, I can run as hard as I want to get to the Eiffel Tower but I, I'm going to run into an ocean at a certain point. <laughs> Sooner or later. You know what yeah, I mean? Like some I can drive as fast as I want to get to the Eiffel Tower, but I'm going to be sinking at some point. Right. So it doesn't matter mainly that you work hard. There, there are other aspects to it. And this is, this is where leading other people uh, in goal setting becomes so important because if people don't learn that idea that we have to be strategic, we have to aim at something before we pull the trigger. Um, then we won't know how to help people get to that same place. Mm. We won't know, and they won't know how to also do it. They won't know how to create a step-by-step process to systematically get something done. Right. So leading people and goal setting matters because you're setting them up for success to overcome and do the thing well. Because you don't want to just put them in a hamster wheel and say, start running. We'll see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. You want to give them all the same, same uh, opportunities for success. Um, so with that being said, there are different types of goals. Okay. I think as, as far as goal setting goes, as we start to say, how do you goal set? The first thing I, I like to like break down is what are the types of goals? So mm-hmm. First, there are achievement goals. I want to run a 5K. You had that this year, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah, yep. I wanted to run a 5K, and I wanted to do it within a certain amount of time. And? And I did it. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Came that's in way under about. my time, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. That's an achievement goal, okay? The other type's a habit goal. Pete, do you want to run a 5K every day? Hell no. Yeah, but- exactly. I did want to stop biting my nails. Yeah. I mean, there you go. That's a habit-based goal. So being able to identify the goal that you're going after as an achievement or a habit-based goal does kind of 
curve how you achieve that goal, right? Okay. Um, Habit-based goals sometimes don't have a target date. Mm -hmm. They are more of a lifestyle, right? But when we look at these types of goals, the thing that I, before we even dig into the how kind of stuff or what do you do, I think it's so important to say, it's really important to be balanced. Be balanced in your goals. I mean, don't just make everything about work, okay? Because a good life, right? Like an intentional life is not just one based off work. It's not just one based off of your spiritual life. It's not just one based off of you name it. Mm-hmm. It's one that's balanced right. because there are so many different types of goals. I mean, I, I usually try to balance six or seven different types of goals, uh, spiritual, parental, intellectual, social, emotional, vocational, physical, marital, financial, like those are so many different types of goals, mm. but they matter to the whole person. Right. doesn't mean I'm going after one for every one of those, but it is important to be able to have that balance because if all you ever do is fill one tire up on your vehicle as much as you possibly can, and then you start driving, you're going to have a bumpy ride. Oh yeah. So you At have minimum. to be, yeah, exactly. And so you have to be able to balance things too. And now Mm. take this from a guy who at one point in my life, my wife came to me and said, man, if you worked even a 10th on our marriage and on our family, as you do on work, we would have an unbelievable marriage in life. And it was just like, well, hot damn, that hurt. Right. But just being transparent here, she wasn't wrong. And I think a lot of times we don't know that we can work on those things. We don't know that like, well, I'm, I'm married or, uh, I have kids. We just love each other. It just is. Well, yeah, but is it, don't they have dreams? Don't, aren't there things we need to do to benefit the life together? Don't we have, uh, vacation dreams, you know, like let's go out and travel. What if, what if we have the opportunity to do so many things with our kids and with our wife and we never just have that talk? to goal plan and goal set what we want to do in a year that we could have done it. We could mm. have had a meaningful moments, right? Yeah. We could have had those, those moments in time that we'll never get back. True. Could have had them. And I think too, that a lot of those, as you, as you're talking about being well-rounded as a person and having goals for your whole being, you'll find too, that a lot of them are, will become connected. Mm. You're not going to, you're not going to be working independently on your, uh, your goals for being a leader in your organization, your company, and not learn some of those things for your home. Those things are going to bleed over and it's going to, it's going to, uh, to, to be a more balanced person. You'll start growing, I think, quicker based on that too. Yeah. One thing I do want to say too, I, this is for everybody listening. We are not talking about new year's resolutions, right? New year's resolutions, I think are the, what is the percentage? 2% is actually completed. Is that the number? I think it's higher than that, but is it's it higher than that? But it's not like, uh, yeah, they rarely happen, right? Right. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. New Year's resolutions are things we say when we're drunk off our mind at the very last second before the ball drops, right? Yes. Yep. Um, goals have way more attached to them because goals require action. Hmm. I'm I am the best at dreaming when I've got 
five wines in me or five beers <laughs> or a couple shots. I'm really yes. good. And, and man, I am so um, authentically wanting to do whatever I'm saying in that moment. Right. Oh, yeah. But goals require a ton of action. Mm. We talked a little bit just about the idea of splat goals and goal setup, but goal following requires so much action. Um, it is not sexy. It is long. It is boring. It has a ton of repetition, but it makes things happen. And that's what it's about. Okay. Yes. So I don't even remember who said this, but there was this song that talked about love um, being long, boring, and repetitious <laughs> in order to get the true like meat of what love is. Mm. And I know that sounds crazy and stupid, but there is some truth to it. Do I always feel loving when I I'm doing the dishes for my wife? I don't, I don't always feel loving. I don't have that sense of, I don't have that dopamine hit that I get on yes. new year's Eve when I come up with a new year's resolution because goal following requires action and all goals are going to have a tension point. They're going to have a point that you've got to lean into it. You've got to learn to overcome in order to be successful. It requires that point being able to overcome it and new year's resolutions. The tension is in what the number one new year's resolution is to lose weight. To lose weight we'll talk, yeah. we'll talk a lot about how that's not a good one. Okay. Right. But it's to lose weight, but then the, the action required is maybe like go for a run or get to the gym and mm -hmm. The, the tension point is whether you do it after you don't do it once your likeliness of it not happening increases by like 40 or 50%. Oh, and wow. then you don't do it again. It increases again. Yeah. Right. It's one of the same reasons why even writing it down is so powerful mm. because you, if you just say it, it just enters the ether, right? It just enters yeah. the world and you forget because you're not always paying attention to it or you, intentionally are like, eh, I think I'm going to ignore that. Right. And so you do. It's easy to say because it disappears. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know what I said five seconds ago. Right. But if it's written down and it's in front of me, that's a different story. Mm. So that's, I think that's why they say, if you write it down, you're going to have so much more success. Well, there's truth there because you're going to maybe come back to it and see it again. Yeah. Um, but there is, there's a ton of tension to it. I'll, I'll tell you, I think, um, Repetition matters a lot. Hmm. Before we even get into some of the smart goal stuff, because smart goals that we'll talk about are really important. But before we get into that too much, um, I want to say that, like, yes, you'll do, um, you'll come up and do goal setup really well. But the the constant march of a goal is what makes a goal happen, is what mm -hmm. makes a dream become a reality. There's a, a story, um, it's known as the 20 mile march, but there was a story that there were these two groups that were trying to reach the South Pole first. Okay, this is Jim Collins made this a real famous story um, in the book, Good to Great, which is an excellent book, by the way, if you've never read the book, Good to Great, it is a really like, it's all about taking good companies to great companies and not just um, being subpar. Like he says, the, um, the opposite of um, bad is not, uh, what is it? Something like the enemy of yeah. good 
is not bad it's it's great right like so yes. or the the enemy, enemy of great, great is good it's not bad it's good it's good right yep. yeah so because we just would exist so anyway uh i just did a whole lot of rambling there for absolutely nothing <laughs> except to get that right and i don't know that i did still so anyway you made this story really popular it's called the 20 mile march <laughs> so the two groups uh, had two totally different mindsets on how they were going to get to their goal of reaching the South Pole. The first group said, hey, here's what we're going to do. On the good days, we're going to march as absolute far as we possibly can. When the sun's out, we're going. When um, the wind is down, we're moving. When the temperature's great, we're, we're trucking hard. And when it rains, we're going to hunker down. When it snows, we're going we're gonna to get down we're going to make sure we can weather out storms um but that was their mindset the other group said no matter what we're just marching 20 miles that's hmm. it we're just going to march 20 miles so it's a really nice day outside great we're only going 20 miles yeah. it's a horrible snowstorm that sucks but we're still going to do 20 miles so those were the two mindsets well the result was that the 20 mile march team made it there and back before they found the bodies of the other group. Oh man. Okay. So like, okay, this is, this is a, a story obviously of these adventures. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is the end result is right. that a whole group died and the other one made it back um, and, and hit their target. I think they even got there before when they even thought they would get there. But yeah, it, the, the power to that story is the fact that little marches got them there. Right. I was able to finish writing my book in a record amount of time because I did something daily. I said 500 right. words every day. That's mm -hmm. what I'm going to do. And then I marched it and I did it. And I came to 50,000 words. And now the editing process, whole totally different story, <laughs> unfortunately. I wish I had better news. Uh, I did recently just have to 20 mile march myself and have people keep me accountable that I would edit my book every day on the audiobook. So that's coming out. Hopefully, guys, I'm saying it out to the ether so that I force myself to do it. But December 1st is when I'm hoping to be launching everything. It's now It's now recorded for it's all time. It's now recorded, and I have no excuse for my shit. That's right. Um, but Chris, Chris Brogan has a really good quote. He says, my great years are built on keeping a bigger mission in front of me. Um, but looking at my daily actions as the molecules of that mission. Your day is your week, your month is your year. Best years come from best efforts performed daily. Oh, I love it's that last. so good. That last phrase, best years come from best efforts performed daily. You're really, you're really talking about that consistency, that um, just sticking with it every single day, even if, like you said, it's just a little bit. Those little steps lead into achieving the larger goal of the larger dream. Mm -hmm. And as we, as we look at, and we've already alluded to this, we've talked about how to make these goals, um, smart goals. You've said that a couple times that was actually created by a couple guys back in the early eighties, um, on an article that they wrote, um, about, it was called, there's a smart way to write management goals and objectives. And, I know a lot of people have used this. There's a variation of it that Michael Hyatt does called smarter goals. There's an ER at the end too. We're not going to really talk about that today, but walk us through what it looks like um, to create a smart goal and what that means. Okay. And so first off, smart is an acronym. 
right? Like the S stands for something, the M stands for something. So um, the acronym is S stands for specific, M stands for measurable, A stands for actionable, R stands for realistic, and T stands for time-bound. Now, Michael Hyatt, you alluded to it, talked about smarter goals, and he added in uh, exciting for the E and R for as relevant, and I think that's good. Uh, the exciting one, I don't know that I, uh, I don't know that I fully connect to it because not always is a goal just like super exciting. Right. Um, maybe like relieving at times, but that doesn't start with an E and then makes smarter seem really weird with two R's. Right, with two R's. Right. But, some, but there is some benefit for something to be exciting. Yeah. But um, so it, it's it's just getting getting to understand how to lay that out. So after you've splat gold it, you've thrown what your idea picture is on the wall and you're like, oh, this is what I would love to be. And you've come up with that reason. You say, okay, now let's take that splat goal and make it smart or smarter, right? So the S specific, you need to identify exactly what you want to accomplish. Mm. Okay, so um, lose weight, not a good one. Right. No, it's, it's, too, it's way too vague. It's just like I, I could go. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I'm going here. I could take a really good shit and lose weight. That's okay. valid. That is not specific. Right. There you sorry. Sorry to go resolution. that graphic. Yeah, I just hit it, guys. I hit that's, it day one. Right? That's right. So that's the problem is it's not specific. Lose 20 pounds is specific. Right. OK, that's a specific measurable. I got on a scale, I weighed this. I got on a scale a different time and I was 20 pounds lighter. That is a specific goal. Then mm -hmm. you wanna make it measurable, okay? So you wanna quantify that result. So, um, or earn, earn a bunch of money this year, not good. Mm -hmm. Earn $25,000 more than this year than last year, different story, okay? You yeah. got really specific and, added a measurable that at the end of the year, I could say, here's what it was, here's what it is, there's the measure, mm. there, I see it, right? Um, so then you've got actionable, okay? Now, I really like Michael Hyatt when he talked about this, he said, uh, you, on an actionable thing, you wanna start your goal like with an action verb. And I, I love that idea. Like instead of a to be kind of verb, saying like, um, instead of being like, be more constant in running, no, run, <laughs> run three miles a day for four weeks, right? Like make it an action verb type of thing. Um, write more No, or, uh, become an author. No, write X amount of pages mm. a day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. make it with a verb that pushes what you're wanting to do. Uh, there is even something neurologically and psycho psychologically that happens when we use verbs over nouns. It's, okay. it's an interesting concept. Interesting. I explain the science. No, there's no way in hell, right? <laughs> I just read a book or read a thing and it said that. And that sorry, y'all, I'm you. going with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're good. All right. So it. specific, measurable, actionable. Next is realistic. Okay. You got to be able to recognize and implement like the power of incremental change, hmm. not like these often left field type of things. If you're like, here, I'm, I'm 34 years old. If I was like, goal next year, join the NBA. 
Yeah, that's a little um, unrealistic there. That's man. not happening. <laughs> yeah. But I could have a uh, hit. I don't know. Or I, I usually play in basketball, pick up basketball with people. Maybe I win one out of every three games. What if I said, oh, you know what? I'm going to win two out of every three games I play. Yeah. Like there, now I'm still getting better in some increment, but it isn't like go pro. Be able to dunk a ball. Okay, what about, like, so here's one that I did in high school. Uh, I was a short, short little dude and could not jump for the life of me. And I wanted to be able to dunk, okay? And that seems incredibly unrealistic, okay? And I had a lot of people tell me that would never happen. So I started doing a jumping program um, that helped me get a certain amount of vertical on. I, I even got to a point that summer where I could dunk a tennis ball. I went from being able oh, to wow. not be able to touch the net in that summer or the summer before to being able to dunk a tennis ball. So that was, that was a big hit, but it was the realistic side is I didn't say be able to do a 360 windmill with a full size basketball, right? right. There was That's a just... incremental growth. Like so that. specific, measurable, actionable, realistic. And the last one, if you're doing smart is time bound. Mm. Um, I want to say it's Dave Ramsey says that a, a goal without a, a deadline is a dream. Yeah. Okay. Cause again, same thing, lose 20 pounds, still not good enough. Mm. Lose 20 pounds. Okay. There's specific measurable, uh, actionable. So run every day to lose 20 pounds by, and again, realistic, sometimes time frame. by the True. end of quarter three, um, on such and such a date that makes it a specific deadline. I, I want to lose 20 pounds. Not very good. I want to lose 20 pounds by December 31st, much better. Now yeah. you're being held accountable by a date that's right there. Hmm. Um, I'm all about the smarter. The E is exciting, right? You want to make your goal compelling, right? Um, so it's important. It helps you connect to it, but I do think the relevant is important. Okay. Yeah, I think there are seasons we have in goal setting or not even goal setting, but just life. There are seasons we have where the goal is realistic, like read for an hour a day is realistic, but might not be relevant. Right. Okay? If you have four kids, they wake up at different times. You can't even find the time because they're dictating everything. They're waking you up left and right. Um, you've got to have other responsibilities going on. Sometimes the season is also important to look at. So I do think Absolutely. relevant is an important one, but it's, it's one you got to kind of still like not realistic, join the NBA, um, be able to play pickup basketball. Hey, that is realistic. Be able to play pick up basketball every day in the middle of the day, not really, not relevant, right? Not like relevant. it could no, happen, where you but are. it's not relevant where I'm at yeah. my, my scope of life. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Yeah. Um, so that's smart. That's smarter, right? I think as a leader, we can come up with this stuff. We can do this. This is all part of like goal setup, mm -hmm. but as a good leader, you also have to be able to have smart expectations and smart communication. So add all those same things that we just talked about. Specific. Talk, talk about, 
as I say, talk about your expectations. What do you mean by having smart expectations? Yeah. Um, going up to somebody telling them, Hey, I need this task done and walking away. That's mm. not, that's not smart. You didn't give them specific information about what you were looking for. Telling them right. what the outcome was, right? That's what specific is. Tell them what the outcome is. Giving them a measurable. I say this a lot of times um, when I'm talking with people uh, out in the field and they're just like, hey, I'm so frustrated. So-and-so is going slow. And I go, well, did you tell them it needed to be done at a certain time? Or that you needed to be able to get X amount of these done an hour? Right. No, I didn't. Like we just recently kicked out a, like, a score sheet of, hey, we, in 120 days, you need to be able to do X amount of these in an hour, X amount of these in an hour. And it's giving them a good measurable to grow to as well. Um, Giving them actionable expectations, right? Like don't, don't just leave them high and dry with these to be, it needs to be done. No, run some conduit, run this, do this, like give them more of an action verb, even in your expectations and communication. Make it realistic. If it, for example, we're in the electrical world running, let's just say running wire. Let's say it takes four hours to run some cable, uh, telling them that they need to have it done in 20 minutes. That's not fair. That's, that's not, not, that's not you're, you're just setting them up for failure. Right. And then the last part being time bound, give them your expectation. Hmm. If you think that they should have this done in an hour, tell them that. If yeah. you don't tell them that, you didn't give them a goal to actually hit. And that kind of goes back to your quote a minute ago that you talked about with Bill Copeland. The trouble with not having a goal is that you spend your life running up and down the field and never score. Yeah. Right. Like, great point. If you don't give them a goal, they're not going to hit it and they can't be held to the expectation. Why didn't you hear this? Yeah, absolutely. I just went through this with my son. We got a dog a couple months ago and um, he was begging for it. He's six, loves dogs. And I told him, I said, okay, you're old enough now. You're going to be responsible for picking up after the dog in the yard. And I said, after school, every day, you're going to come out for 15 minutes and you're going to pick up poops. <laughs> and I, I went through the process of showing him what he needed to do, told him the expectation, the amount of time it should take him. And I didn't expect him to do anything more than that, but that's the expectation that it should take. And I gave him a specific time frame in his day when he should do it and each day. And I had to lay that out for him. Now he's a six-year-old. And you need to lay that out for six-year-olds because otherwise they're going to find those loopholes every single time. But we often think that we can let ourselves off, that yeah. we can give ourselves or give the people around us, oh, well, they know what I'm, I'm saying. They understand that my communication, going back to a previous podcast, that our, my communication to them is good enough, yeah. you know, if I just say it once, but we're not actually explicitly clear on it. Yeah, the world would be a much better place if we just talk to everybody like we assumed they were six. Like, I think that is a great mindset that we understand. Like we, we can't just presume our story upon other people without telling them the story. Um, and this is why with goal setting too, and I didn't really mention this a whole lot, maybe during the exciting thing, but I, I got real goal setting happy and even setting up the goal really well. Like I got, I got like overzealous and yeah, I could see that. So having too many goals is actually dangerous too. Having yeah. like 10 goals, yikes. Scale that back some. Okay. Or offset your goals about by when they're time bound to. 
Um, okay, maybe yeah. one's due quarter one, maybe another's due quarter three. Yeah. But you're not doing everything right at December 31st because it can become incredibly overwhelming. So we, as I say, we, we've talked about this little bit alluded to it in the past about how much our brains can hold and how much we can focus yeah. on. Yep. And it's, it's easy for us to think that we can take all these things on and we can't. Mm. And I know for myself, what ends up happening is when I have 30 things in front of me, I get zero done. Yeah. But if I have eight in front of me, I'll get six done. Yeah. No, that's good. Being able to do that, being able to simplify down, you can do that well when you finally say, why am I doing this? And I'm really big on why. Why do this at all? Why lose weight? Why? Like ask yourself and don't yeah. be like, well, it's because it's right. No, that's not good enough. Like, mm -hmm. do you want to be healthy? Yeah. Why? Well, because I want to be able to play with my kids. Yeah. But why? Well, because, um, you know, like my dad didn't play with me because he was always so sick and I want to be able to play with my kids. But why? Because I want to show my kids that I'm there and I love them. Okay. There you go. That's Keep a real breaking good it down. Keep breaking yeah. it down to it is that meta why. Why do any of any of these things? That's that's the difference between an intentional goal setter and one who's just goal setting with intention, right? Yeah. There there are people who know what they want to be, and that's why that splat goal is so important. Really hone in on what it is you want to be, but why you want to be that person. Yeah, the what the what kind of tells you what like. What's, what's the picture, but the why is what connects you as a person to completing that goal. That's that connection to the purpose. Yep. So you mentioned a minute ago um, when we were talking about the 10 goals and not having so many because there's only so much we can do at once. Mm -hmm. uh, what's also true is if you set everything to a December 31st uh, target, oh. you're going to be overwhelmed. Or oh, you're going to let it sit and do nothing until December 21st. And then yes. you'll be like, oh, crap. And you're going to try to overload <laughs> yes. and it's going to be too much. And you, yep. then you're going to go, goal setting doesn't work. And yep. it's all goal setting's fault. But being able to break what your goal is into pieces. I love that we have four quarters in a year. I love that we have four seasons in a year. Like it helps you break things apart. So being able to take a yearly goal and break it into quarterly pieces it's really helpful because you can break those quarterly pieces into tasks. Mm. It takes, like, I could not have said, just write a book by the end of the year um, because I couldn't have just been like, well, yeah, all the writing, editing, and uh, audible stuff that I'll do happens all at the same time. It doesn't. It happens systematically. I can't read a book that doesn't exist. I can't edit a book that doesn't exist. Right. Obviously, quarter one's goal is write 500 words a day till by March 31st yep. and um sorry I started freaking out I was like is that the leap year month I forgot for a second it's not March okay that's um, February yep thank you so you know write 500 words a day have writing done by March 31st and then edit whatever have it done by July or uh, June 30th mm. you know so you start breaking things into smaller pieces and then you can break it into more you know, smaller pieces to where your best year will come from your efforts performed daily, like right. Chris Brogan was saying. Yeah, absolutely. Another another really important part of this that as you're as you're creating those you you created the smart goals, you threw them out on the on whatever medium you're using, you splat them out there. 
Now you're making sure that they're smart. The next step is to write them all down. Yeah. Um, you've got to write them down. Like we talked about before, you say it out in the atmosphere and it just kind of exists there for about 0.3 milliseconds and then it's gone. Nobody else remembers it. You're not going to remember it. And the, the best part of writing it down is that you can come back and review it. Yes. Right. And we talked about this. I, I really appreciate that you and your family, when you, when you start the process for the following year for, or for the next year, you start with review. You look back. It's easy for us to, to look at our goals and go, you know what? I don't even want to think about those. Let's just start new. Let's start fresh. Well, but we got to look back. We've got to always review them because that's what centers us back on accomplishing that task. Maybe we don't get a goal done this year, but maybe we're 70% closer than we were on January 1. That's and right. now that last 20 or 30% can be done in the first quarter of the next year. Yeah. And if we didn't look back on it, we would have missed out on that opportunity to actually accomplish that goal. Um, and then the next step with writing that down is create that plan, mm -hmm. right? Like, like Blake was saying earlier, um, without a, a goal without a plan is just a wish or a hope. Mm -hmm. It's There's nothing there. It's uh, Somebody else said, um, oh man, what did he say? He said, um, the, the goal is the process of making something invisible, visible. Whew. And good. You know, without that plan, without that goal, it remains invisible. It remains unaccomplished. Yeah, no, that's, it, it has to be written down. It has to be reviewed. You talked about review. I think that's the most powerful part of this. I really do. I think you can have a subpar splat goal. I think you can have a subpar plan. I think you can have a subpar action, but if you have an amazing review, you're staying connected to it consistently. So right. even if you suck at the other stuff, it's going to keep you doing action. Yep. So I have a quarterly that I do. Every every quarter I review my goals. I look through it. I see where I am, see what I said I would do. If I didn't do it, then I up my game. I know I have to put in more action. I know I have to put in more effort. That's where the hard work comes in hmm. based off of something strategic. I also have weekly reviews. I look at, that means when I sit down, I'll look at my goal summary. Like, what is my smart goal? I'll look and see which one is it? What is it? A spiritual goal and intellectual. So even by seeing, Hey, this is a spiritual goal. I connect to that different. And even right. just calling it, Hey, this is my spiritual goal. Not just some like vague goal. Um, I connect to it different. I also will have written down my motivation for that goal. What's my, why, why do oh, I, I like care that. about growing in my, my spiritual goal? Why does that matter? Um, then in my review, I just keep writing down what my next steps are. I leave the ones that are there on it. I don't erase anything, but I want to see what are my next steps? Not, not like what are all the steps, but what's my next step that I need to take 20 right. mile march it, right? Yeah. Just need to do one of these tasks every day or one of these tasks every week. And I'm going to be, if, even if you do one task every week towards your goal, in 52 weeks, you just had 52 tasks that you said were your next important thing. And yeah. you will be at that 70, 80%, much closer than what you would expect. Absolutely. Um, and then last thing I will do with, with a goal, we're really bad at this, but is to like treat yourself. Okay. Yeah, we're bad at that. Reward. What is the reward for doing this goal? Yes, there's an intrinsic reward that your goal was accomplished. And then you're going to get that same dopamine hit that you got it coming up with your goal. You're going to get that dopamine hit again, which is really enjoyable. And that's good intrinsic value. 
but also go do something. Have yeah. Sometimes having the goal in mind that isn't just a dopamine release, but is a, hey, when I finish this book, I'm going to buy myself a new, new pair of sh- like really nice shoes that mm. will make me feel really good. And like, or a nice blazer. I'm going to get a really nice blazer as soon as I do this. I had that goal. I've had both of those goals actually. And it helped me get the thing done when I got to what Michael Hyatt calls the messy middle, because you will. And if you don't do reviews, the messy middle will win. If you review things and you see the tension points and you say, oh man, I'm really struggling, but I'm going to overcome this. And you do, then things are going to be great. But if you don't, it's just the messy middle is going to beat you. Oh man, that's so good. So really, um, I'm going to quote somebody here that works with us. Actually, he's, he's constantly pointing out that to be written or to be real, it must be written down. Uh, James Shot says that James all the time. I love it. Um, he'll, he'll point out that if I've written something down now it's real. Right. So that's, um, that's one of the, the big steps in this. So, um, as you're looking at your goals and we've talked a lot about a different, uh, a lot about the, the way to set good goals, right? Remember to make them smart. That's, that's, really honestly, step two, the first step is get them out, dream big, right? Get that dream out there, splat it against the wall, make your goals smart. That's when you take that big picture, you kind of break it down into, into the, 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 the smart, which is the specific measurable, um, actionable, actionable. Thank you. Thank you. Actionable, realistic, uh, and time, time bound. Um, and then you write them down, you write down those goals and then work on them daily that 20 mile march every single day and then when you hit those goals and you you complete it celebrate that party people party hard man absolutely (laughs) party hard well that's all the time we've got for today thanks so much for joining us on the ridgeline leadership podcast see you guys next week also we'd like to thank our very own luke van tress aka mr boxes for our kick-ass original theme song